Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 212 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Um, and not a lot happened in the news this week, as usual. I mean, I guess the Game Awards nominees are a big deal. Yeah. Except for that they feel like less of a big deal every time they happen to me. Do you think that's just because, us? like, uh, I don't know. Well, I feel like it's like never going to be. I don't know. Like, it's never going to be like the non super mainstream awards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and like, he's always like getting like the big publisher dollars to do it. So, like, I mean, I'll talk about that when we get to it. But like, they always have like a token indie game, I feel like. And then the rest of it is just like the big stuff that makes sense. Yeah. And even their indie games, it's, it, it, I always kind of question like which ones they pick type of thing as well. Yeah. Like they don't really make a lot of sense. Well, cause like, for example, the basically the category that they have designated the indie game category is the games for change, right? Well, no, there is an indie game category. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Okay. The games, the game awards. Uh, let me, uh, let me pull that up. Indie game, because I best indie game nominee. Well, it's wrong, Matt. Yeah, because my fit my top two favorite indies are not on this list. I mean, Neon White is fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, how is it possible? The Vampire Survivors is not there. I, and I know maybe this is just me, but I really loved uh, Nobody Saves the World. Oh yes, but I—it's illegal. Yeah, the Vampire, Vampire Survivors is not there. Like, how are you gonna do my boy like that? Yeah, um, the game costs fucking three dollars and then five dollars. Where I just—I maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I feel like Sifu didn't. I—I I feel like Vampire Survivors was a bigger hit than Sifu. No, no way. Oh, Vampire Survivors, yeah. yes, but I. It's, that's just because it was $5. Like, Sifu still sold a shitload mm. and was on PC and PlayStation. I don't know if it's out on Xbox now, but... Um, yeah, it, I mean, it reviewed very well. At least Sifu did. Yeah, it just... so. And Stray is another interesting one, which that one, like, nominee for Game of the Year, I was like... There's uh, no way. Um... Absolutely no way. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I just, like, I don't know. But I mean, this is why we do our own game of the year, so we can just. It is, yeah. But my thing is, like, I guess, sure, Annapurna has a lot of swing as, like, a movie studio as well. But, like, even in the grand context of, like, this is an indie game thing, Stray was fine. But it's one of those games that for some reason hit the mainstream in a weird way because it had a cat as the main character, and everybody's like, oh, I love cats. But, like, the main character of that game could have been literally anything. Right. And it would have told the same exact story. So like the cat is just like incidental to the whole thing, but like, that's what people really latched onto. And maybe that's why is because like cuphead and like uh untitled goose game, it like hit a larger public consciousness than like just people who like video games. I have no idea, but I'll tell you what I didn't even play cult of the lamb. And I know it's a better game than stray. <laughs> So like I, I whatever, and both of us felt very whatever about Tunic as well. Yeah, and I would say that like I probably, 
I, I don't know. Like I liked things Tunic was doing, whereas Stray was just like, oh, this is a science fiction story that just so happens to have a cat in it. Right. So like, I don't know. And Sifu was very cool. I will never be able to beat it because I suck too much. And Neon White, I 100%ed because it's the best. You'll be happy to but... know I voted for Neon White because I knew how much you liked it. Nice. Out of those five, uh, I figured that was... Yeah, out of those five, I mean, the, the boy. Mm-hmm. It's rough out there. I was so disappointed. I was like, damn it, where's Vampire Survivors? I would have totally eaten that up. I thought that it was... Uh... I think it was like Best Indie Debut... It may have been best. It, indie it debut. is. It was like it was in one category. It is under best indie debut, but then it's going up against Neon White, Stray, and Tunic as well. So now, see, best debut is not true for Neon White because he <sighs> he made Donut County. Uh, is it a different like developing studio though? I guess maybe it's a team, whereas he made Donut County by himself because Donut County was also published by Annapurna. I, I don't know what to tell you. Whatever. I, I guess because it's not just Ben Esposito. It's called Angel Matrix. So, you know, right. Whatever. I still don't think that's a debut, but sure. Yeah, it seems like because it's a studio and it was like the studio's first game. That's weird. That would be my guess. Uh, but like at the same time, if I'm just trying to think of like any other like huge developer went off and created his own studio, that doesn't make it a, like an, a deb- debut for them. No, it doesn't. So I don't know. Like Kojima's next, like when Kojima made his next game, it wasn't like, oh, here's a new developer. Yeah, Death Stranding <laughs> wasn't like, ah, oh, best debut. Like, it, no, Kojima's made a fucking video game before, even though it was the studio's debut. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they didn't know Ben Esposito made. <laughs> Maybe they're just Maybe. like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they really don't know it's his studio. Um, I was so, yeah, wondering, I, like, how do they come up with these nominees? Do you think it is just like they reach out to, like, outlets like giant bomb maybe or if he does it all on his own or if he has like a like i always kind of wondered like where does he come up with this yeah i wonder how he does come up with it but like uh, yeah i don't know i i do think that the actual game of the year category is mostly fine yeah right like i in theory most people probably, if they're way into video games, are going to say that Elden Ring or God of War Ragnarok is the game of the year, probably. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe some people would say like Bayonetta. Yeah, and like uh, some people would say Xenoblade. Right. But in this award show, there is a negative trillion percent chance Xenoblade wins it. So it's it's Elden Ring versus God of War. That's the yeah, one hundred percent. It's just the fact that Xenoblade is even nominated here. I feel like if it was Splatoon three, it would have had a better chance of winning. Like I don't know. I like Xenoblade, so you know I, I can't complain. It's just I think that's a wild nominee. Like who nominated that? I, I mean, who nominated a Plague Tale? I don't fucking know. What else are they going to nominate? I... Vampire Survivors is the answer. <laughs> Well, it's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like Horizon, but no. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think of other, like Splatoon 3, I think would be a legitimate one here. 
uh, because there's so many people liked it and it like broke sales records in Japan and all that stuff. Like it, it did very well and people really liked, liked it slash still like it. Uh, I don't know enough about Plague Tale, but like it just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it was one of the best stories I definitely like experienced this year. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, not for game of the year. No. I just, no. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like what else came out this year. That really like a neon white reviewed extremely well. Neon white reviewed extremely well and it was extremely good, but I, yeah, like I, a lot of the other games that I ended up playing, I was going to say were like Nintendo releases, but they're ones that like would never get game of the year. Like Kirby was very good, but it's not like some groundbreaking, really great triple a release. Like it's just a good Kirby game. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus had too many technical issues and looked like Garbo to be considered, probably. Uh, Ali Ali World is... Ali Ali World is very good, but, but yeah, I don't know if it's like, the, like, game of the year it, status. This is a year where it's, it's two, and then it's the rest of the group. Yeah, and like I guess if I was going to have to vote on this, if I was going to vote for one of these five, I'd vote for God of War because I didn't finish Elden Ring and I probably never will unless I have another free two billion hours because it just somehow expands every time I open it. Uh, like I did like Xenoblade, but I have a feeling that I'm going to end up liking God of War better overall mm-hmm. because it won't take me over 100 hours. Yeah, I think God of will have a more compelling plot. I, I voted for God of War. I'll go back in if I my feelings change on it. But right now, I yeah, like if you decide you want to play Stray mm-hmm. and you are like, God, oh, this is the one. Yeah, because I looked at this list and I was like, I did not like a Plague Tale enough. <laughs> so it's like God of War Horizon for me. Yeah, and I liked Horizon, but like it did not come close to the first one. Where I can already tell, like God of War is as good as like the twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm confident enough to say that's probably like of these six, that's like my favorite of them. So. Yeah. So I guess that's really all I have to say about the Game Awards nominees, other than that Sifu's not a fucking fighting game. How do they do this every year? What do you mean? <laughs> they always have some game that is in a category, and you're like, you can't even pretend it's that. <laughs> You can't even pretend it is that genre. Uh, my favorite every year is, oh God, what is it? Uh, Monster, Monster Hunter is always the best RPG. Yeah. It's a fucking action game. Like, get out of here with that trash. I don't, do they even have the RPG this year? Best role playing. Yeah, it's Elden Ring, which will win that. Uh, Live Alive, which doesn't count because it's a re-release of a game that came out in 1993. Okay, okay. like, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Legends Arceus. I love that game, but no. Triangle Strategy, no. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So it would be like Elden Ring or Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm-hmm. And sure. sure. And like, I don't know. It, to me, Elden Ring and like the Souls games are also like, they're more of an RPG than Monster Hunter, for sure. Because you like, you're putting the points and the stats individually and that kind of thing. I guess that more makes it an RPG, but it's still like very much an action game. I don't know. I, it is an RPG, though. I'll give it that. Right. That's uh, like it. Yeah, I don't know. Whereas Xenoblade is much more of a traditional like 
hey, this is an action RPG. Can yeah, you... I mean, like, I if I had to describe that, I would say it's a it's a JRPG. Oh yeah, exactly. Whereas it's kind of ironic that Elden Ring is the only. Oh, it is a JRP. I forget they're Japanese all the time. Who? It's so much. It feels they uh, from software. Oh yeah, they feel so Western to me. Mm, interesting. Because it's just it's always like weird, sad medieval time. I don't know. Something about the the sadness is just very U.S. to me. Western science. Well, I mean, he's heavily influenced by like Western. He is, and like George R. R. Martin made the world right. Sure. So like, yeah. But yeah, best fighting game is Bleak, huh? Yeah, the. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, which is an enhanced version of a PS3 game. So that's not even new. Just added six characters. Same game. King of Fighters 15. Very cool. Multiverses. You know, some people would say it's a platform fighter, not a fighting game. Sifu just isn't a fighting game. And DNF Duel is very sick. But probably King of Fighters 15 if I had had to say. Two of those very legitimate fighting games. Yeah, I was also looking at the best music and score. And I was like... Bro, what? The, the, the what are those games? A uh, Plague Tale, Elden. Does that have really good music? Mm, no, it's fine. Uh, I never. I, I can't tell you any any of the music, so probably not. Uh, Elden Ring, which I didn't play, but it's probably more atmospheric. But is it like the best? You know what should get best music of the year, and this is not me like being a dickhead. This is like very legitimate. Is Pokemon. Mm because toby fox did way more of the music than just one track this time there are some bangers and i haven't even heard it all yet so i really like the music in the latin uh sword and shield i did not but that's you know those ones felt like soundcloud remixes to me and i said that before Mm. uh whereas this there's something more about the ones in Scarlet and Violet that I like a lot more. Maybe it's because I played most of the day with headphones on. So I was just able to like hear it better. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to like it's it sounded more like like arena like like Yes, which it which fit it. Yeah, yeah. yes. And, and I, yeah, I was into that and I mean we just have different tastes. So. Yeah, yeah. The little bit I played of Metal Hellsinger, I did like that game. So that's what I ended yeah. up voting for. Or I that makes like sense. I mean, it, it, the music, if the music's not good, that game doesn't work. Right. Right. So like that, you know, it's got to have good music. Otherwise, it's failed on all all fronts. But like, I don't think any of them are huge standouts this year. Uh, No, not really. And like God of War is a weird one to me because like in games like that, I there's never a song where I'm like, oh, remember that one mm-hmm. like sick jam? It's always like, did you hear the general orchestral music? Right. <laughs> like, I don't remember anything from God of War. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, on the other hand, Yasunori Mitsuda is my favorite video game composer, and the music in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is fucking mm. so, so good. Yeah, God of War, like, it's meant to be complementary to what's going on. It is to, like, what's going on, so it's not like, yeah, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's more like a movie score than, like, a soundtrack type thing. It's very heavy, but I think that's just fitting for, like, Kratos, where it is just, like, that boom, boom, boom. Uh, uh, But, like, I I don't think it necessarily should win. Um, And I would say A Plague Tale is probably similar to that. Um, obviously I never touched Xenoblade or Elden Ring, but like yeah. music this year did not really, nothing really stood out. 
Uh, yeah. The one that made me kind of sad was the most anticipated game. Just because of what <laughs> I voted for. Because like the answer, it's like Final that? Fantasy, Hogwarts, yeah. Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and the, the new Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm out of these five. I'm most excited about Resident Evil 4. <laughs> I am the most. See, I would be the most excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Right. I'm going to keep calling it that forever, even though it's not called that. Mm-hmm. But Final Fantasy 16 comes out first. Right. So that's the true answer. Breath of the Wild 2 doesn't even exist yet in my brain. So like, whatever. Starfield should be coming out soon as well. Man, I that hopefully is good. That's I, I'm I my hope is that they're giving them a lot of time to so they don't rush it. I fucking hope so. I also hope Hogwarts Legacy is pretty sick. I mean, what's Avalanche is making that? I think that's the Avalanche that made. Uh, is it the good Avalanche or the bad Avalanche? I think it's the one that made like the the Toy Story game, and they did oh the hell Disney yeah, Infinity stuff. I think hell yeah, Harry Potter toys to life, right? Yes, I believe it is. Yeah, Salt Lake City, Utah. That's the yep. Yeah. I don't know. See, so like, that's what I got about the game awards. I look at what they've made, and nothing is standing out to me as like huge successes. So I'm trying to, you know, temper my expectations and hopes. Yeah, because before that, they were literally making for the basically the last 15 years, they were making Disney knockoff games. Oh yeah. So good luck to them. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got about the Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, we'll both watch it. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this year, probably separately. Most likely, yeah. Because you're going to be an hour and a half away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, that's so sad. It is. But that's all right. Um, it is. Oh, also, we're going to have to reschedule that week. We, we will not be able... Because like, the Game Awards is Thursday, and then the podcast we're going to do Friday... Yeah. My job has like a Christmas party that Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. So, and I've never gone to like a work Christmas party before. Nice. So, uh, very cool. So, we'll we'll probably have to do it a different night. Yeah. So, that's fine. Yeah. But that that's something we can discuss off air. Uh, and as for the rest of the news, very small. The Witcher 3's next-gen patch fucking finally, finally, finally comes out December 14th. Uh, it has ray tracing and it loads instantaneously on the PS5 and the Series X, which rules. That's fucking crazy. Uh, they also did a whole bunch of other shit to it. They're um, gonna do a stream to show how sick sick it looks. They are adding some items to it uh, from the Netflix adaptation, I guess. That doesn't matter at all. It's just gonna look sick, and that's very exciting. And the PC version is just going to basically like get a patch that adds in some of the enhancements, like the ray tracing. Uh, but yeah, it goes over the whole both DLCs as well, so that rules. God, that's like a over, that's like hundred and fifty hours worth of content. Oh yeah, it's the, and that's and it it looks so good. And that's if you it probably looks, mainline everything. I know, and it looks oh, it looks so good. I it already looked good before. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to look sick. I'm, well, I mean, on PC, I'm sure it looked 
amazing. Oh yeah, and there was like one area where it like kind of struggled a bit on consoles, so now that will not be the case, and it'll look sick. So what if it does still struggle because they did too good? <clears throat> That'd be really funny. Uh, and it would be extra good because it's like coming off of cyberpunk. I don't know that you need that. You know? Hey, I think cyberpunk is good now. Yeah, I think it's good is not the right word. No, I, I bet it's, it's it works. I think it works now. I bet it's like a solid four out of five. Yeah. Maybe when the Maruka DLC comes out, it'll be truly what it was supposed to be. I don't know if it'll ever be what it was supposed to be because <laughs> what was it supposed to be? <laughs> Uh, the best game ever. Yes, and the the expectations were so high, it was never going to reach that. So, oh, abs- absolutely not. Um, and then also, uh, Splatoon 3's first season ends uh, the last day of November, and they move into the next season, which you know the catalog is the equivalent of the season pass in Splatoon, and you don't have to pay for it at all. So that's cool. The new one starts on December first, and they're calling it Chill Season. There will be new clothes added, new weapons, new maps. Uh, They are adding in a new Salmon Run mode called Big Run. People apparently knew about that already and were very excited for it. I don't know what that is. It looked just like Salmon Run to me, but I don't usually play Salmon Run, so I don't know. Um, The new clothes they showed in the trailer look pretty sick. There's like a skull bandana that you can put over your face to look like Ghost from Call of Duty. Um, and there was some other good jackets and stuff that I saw in there. New weapons will be cool. New maps. Uh, at least one of the maps they showed is a returning map from previous platoons. It was not in this one. They had to retool it, I guess. Uh, and so it's changed a little bit, but that's cool. I don't know. Free content. And it's the first like major update for Splatoon three. So which it came out what September. Uh, yes. Beginning of September. So, I mean, three months later, they're getting their yeah, first. It, that makes it, sense. It's it seems like the seasons are three months apiece <laughs> for that stuff. So and the the battle pass the catalog is a hundred levels, so uh you know, another hundred levels to go. No, this is gonna be a very ignorant Japanese question, but like mm-hmm. do they have like like traditional quote unquote traditional like winners like we, we do here in like the northern US where like it gets cold? Oh yeah. Okay. It snows. Okay. So, like, this makes sense for, like, basically North America, Europe, and Japan. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that stuff is cool, and that'll just keep happening every three months. They'll do something like this uh, at the very least, so that's neat. Mm-hmm. And our final news story here is <laughs> that everyone's favorite programmer, Yuji Naka, famous for programming Sonic the Hedgehog and making Nights into Dreams and Ballad Wonderworld most recently, was arrested for insider trading on a Dragon Quest mobile game that he was working on. It was a lot of money. I don't remember the exact figure, but it was like a lot of money that he got caught doing that with. Did you? I didn't. I just kind of saw the headline. Is it with the United States or is it Japan? Like it was Japan. Okay. Uh, he learned in January 2020 that Square Enix, where he was then an employee, was collaborating with Caravan Stories, developing and aiming to release Dragon Quest Tact on phones. He then purchased. 10,000 shares of the developer for approximately 2.8 million yen before the title was announced. 
suspecting that because it was making a Dragon Quest title, the company's stock price would rise. Uh, Taisuke Sasaki, another former Square Enix employee, uh, and another man were also arrested, and they were believed to have purchased about 162,000 shares. Uh, Those two would have gotten 47 million yen. Okay, well... Oh, that's how that's how much they spent. Uh, he only spent two point eight million, but uh, yeah, that is uh, that's insider trading. Yeah, remember Yuji Naka, just like Martha Stewart. I am all those congressmen that never got in trouble. Yeah, but let's be honest, Yuji Naka did deserve to get arrested for bail in Wonderworld. So this is the closest <laughs> we're gonna get. Do you think it is like similar in Japan, where like a lot of people do it, but only occasionally, like a few people get in trouble for it. I would guess so. I would bet that these people did it in such a blatant manner that mm. it was like kind of hard to ignore probably. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm you, not as, when you find out your company's partnering with another company, don't buy their fucking stock. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's uh, it's insider trading, baby. Oops. Oh, and so the reason that it did happen, uh, the stock price more than doubled in only six months. Mm, mm. So I'm sure they uh, it was a large profit. I, I mean, it's not surprising <laughs> that a mobile Dragon Quest game, even if it was bad, it would still make a Oh, it would still make a shitload of money. Yeah, so, so that's really funny. <laughs> he, I, that's what I'm saying. So people have been saying maybe he was trying to fund Bell and Wonderworld too, <laughs> and this is his punishment. You know, he was actually going to like make a game that you know combined Bell and Wonderworld <laughs> and Knights into one oh, universe. That's like my nightmare <laughs> scenario. That's rough. Yeah, but then it would be good somehow. Oh God, I don't think. And so. then you'd have to play it. No, oh, that's even the worst nightmare. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Yuji Naka arrested. Uh, that's yeah, that's something. Yeah, don't do that, people. Yeah, no, insider trading is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to jail. Do you think he, he will? In Martha Stewart's case, you become friends with Snoop Dogg. Do you think Yuji Naka is going to become friends with Snoop Dogg? I, he might already be friends with Snoop Dogg. He may already be. I would play a game that. Snoop Dogg worked on with Yuji Naka. God, what would that be? I don't know. Bell and Wonder World, but you're high. Or what about like a good Sonic game? A oh, good Sonic game. <laughs> you don't go fast. You go really slow. Mm. That That's how you make a good Sonic game. So this is that's a funny transition. I was going to mention this. Uh it, I don't know. I think I got one game early in my entire lifetime, and it was <laughs> Infamous Second Son. Okay. And it ca- it came like a day early from Amazon. Nukio got Sonic Frontiers like a week early. Sweet. <laughs> he sent me a picture, and he's like, of course, the one time I get a game early, it's Sonic Frontiers. And I was like, oh, my God, you're the guy. You know what? Show us, show us the footage. Show it to us. He deserves that punishment for pre-ordering <laughs> Sonic Frontiers. Anyways, Sonic Frontiers is apparently fine. Um, yeah, which is very, that, it's very weird, though. Is that surprising? Like, did anyone? Yes, it that? seems so bad. Like, the previews were, like, so scathing that the fucking director came out and was like, they just don't get it. They don't understand Sonic Frontiers. 
and it, and, it, and it comes out and it's just like a generic open world game and you're like oh okay. it's a mostly empty open world game mm-hmm. where you can draw penises out of blue light sweet yeah so i don't fucking know man very weird i just thought that was funny um so with that we can get into the games we have been playing Tell me about what you've been playing and I can finish off with my thoughts on Pokemon because I have them. Okay, I'm sorry, but I got to read this review of Sonic Frontiers on Open Critic. Okay, great. What's it? What is the score? 10 out of 10, of course. 10 out of 10? Nah. (laughs) Oh, is this a user review? Yeah, user, of course. Oh, thank God. Okay. (laughs) After completing Sonic Frontiers, I must say... It is the Sonic game ever made. He forgot the best or whatever. (laughs) One of the games of all time. (laughs) Definitely a piece. No no doubt about that. So let me just reiterate that. After completing Sonic Frontiers, I must say it is the Sonic game of all time. One of the games of all time. (laughs) Definitely a piece. (laughs) A piece of what? <laughs> I don't know. You definitely <laughs> forgot some words in that review. Well, ten out of 10. I I have it on good authority <laughs> that it's fine. <laughs> it's one of the games of all time, maybe. One it is one of the games of all time. Yes. It came out in time. Yes. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but anyway, the games I've been playing. Yes. Did I finish? Had I finished Mario and Rabbids by the time the last podcast? Uh, no, only I had. Okay, I have. You were, you were, you told me you were fighting the first part of the final world. Yes, and I so I finished that up. I guess probably would have been last weekend. Yeah, um, and yeah, I did enjoy that final world the most. Yeah, I, I like that part. I like that part the most of the whole game because I felt like the strategy was like a, a level higher, you know, because you're like you got to use everybody. Yeah, especially that final battle where you do have to use yeah. everyone, it, and it was neat because like you didn't even get to pick like where like. You just kind of had to like accept, like, okay, this is the three that I have in this mm-hmm. section, uh, and it just yeah. kind of worked. I do think it would be interesting to go back through the game with like Rosalina now. She seemed very good. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, I only used her for the one battle where you got her originally, but mm-hmm. uh, not that I necessarily want to play through the game again. I don't know yeah, if it was yeah. necessarily good, but I do think it might be fun to use her with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like it was good, but I do think it was missing something. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't like it as I didn't have as the uh, high a feeling playing it as I did the first game. And so. in a lot of ways, I do think they improved. Like they improved the fact oh, yeah. that they you didn't have to have Mario and a rabbit. You could have way more variety mm-hmm. in your team composition. But like it was just yeah. missing some charm that the first one had. Yeah, for sure. Um. Uh, I've continued to make my way through Bayonetta 3. Okay. Uh, I'm still at the same place. I'm like halfway. I do. Oh, God. I'm so stupid. I've, I found myself getting like very frustrated with the level design, and I kept getting lost in levels. Uh-huh. I forgot that you could click in. I think it's the left stick. Or yeah, the right you stick. can click in the stick, and it like just, just tells, tells you exactly. Oh my god! I, the I've probably wasted an hour of my life just trying to figure out where to go. And I had to keep, That's awesome. keep looking up YouTube videos and be like, how was I supposed to figure this out? And then I accidentally clicked in a stick when I was trying to run or something. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. So that's my <laughs> fault. Uh, yeah. Now I'm far less frustrated by the level design. Although I do think mm-hmm. the level design is a little confusing. 
Well, it's just like much more open it is. for no real reason. Exactly. It makes it seem like it's very open, but then it's very linear as well. Yeah, it's just weird. So you're like, I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, just click in, click in the stick, guys. It, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, speaking of getting lost, I uh, got lost in God of War as well at one point. Really? Yes. It was right before you get the... the uh, I don't the cursor or whatever you want to call it that kind of the guide that kind of shows you where you're supposed to go. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking uh, about. Well, you know, at the top of the screen, it has like like um, uh, the compass. That's why I was trying. To think. Oh, okay, yeah. Because like you get the compass, like it's just part of like the narrative. Sindri mm-hmm. kind of gives you the compass, but like before that, you're supposed to just kind of like wander around a village. I got lost in that village. It, I did not. It was a rough week for me getting lost in video games. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> okay. I just kept wandering and wandering until I finally just hit like restart checkpoint. And then it like literally just put me right in front of where I needed to be. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, but after that, I'm, I, I'm really enjoying the story. I don't didn't get as much into it just because I've been working so much uh, this week. Uh, but I just rescued Tyr. And we're heading back to the house. Okay, I am much farther than you. I'm like 14 hours in, mm. and I cannot say what happened recently, but there was a moment where I was like, oh, fuck, and it was really cool. Mm. And I, I'm very excited to see where this goes. I thought that I was like halfway, because people were saying like, if you don't like do everything, it's probably like 20, 24 hours. And I got to 14, I was like, oh, I'm probably like halfway. But then like when I find like rune writing, I just started getting the bronze tier mm. of like the the thing. And I was like, maybe I'm not as far as I thought, but I don't really know, I guess. Now, the first game was just like a game of moments. Would you say that continues here where like it's the like the the, the big moments are like the big standout of this game? Yeah, there there was a long portion that was more of a narrative thing mm. that I think a lot of people probably will not like very much because it goes on a little too long for my taste. Okay. Uh, but I really liked it. And I, you get more characterization of all the characters overall. So I think they're, yeah, I don't know. The, the big moments have been really cool, but then there's also been a lot of smaller moments as well. So I don't, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see, I guess. But you're you're continuing to like it. Oh yeah, it fucking is awesome. I can't wait. I, I put it down just to play Pokemon, but yeah. I mean, you literally have just stopped playing Bayonetta altogether, which I think says a lot. Yeah, I mean, I will finish it because I mean, it only take me another couple hours right. from halfway. But uh, yeah, whereas God of War, like I, I really don't want to know what happens. Like I don't want to get spoiled on it. Mm-hmm. I want to. So I just like don't look up anything about it at all ever. Yeah, I mean, I felt okay saying the thing about Tear just because, like, in like the very first trailer, they showed the scene of you like meeting Tear. Yes. Uh, so like that was. I don't think that's much of a spoiler. Yes, where I am, I cannot talk about mm. because it is a very large spoiler. So yeah, and yes. like pretty much other than like finding Tear, I do not know where this story is going to go. So yeah, uh, I'm. I'm very excited to continue to play through it. Um, I'm next week. Uh, I have Thursday and Friday off, so I'm gonna have four days off. Nice. I'm definitely gonna 
you know, spend some time playing some games. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> uh, I'm ready for Pokemon. Yeah. All right. Tell me about Pokemon and why I should buy so, it. Like, sell me on buying it. Like, go out. So and I have it. to. I I I have to. I have to preface that I have to start with the bad. Okay. okay? I can't, in good faith, tell people that this is a good product. <laughs> I cannot okay. say that to you. Like you may have seen online, it's getting like average reviews, right? Like high seventies, low eighties. Okay. And I don't know, did you read many reviews or like look at any of them? I did look at a couple. So like a lot of them basically say like, I think this game is a lot better than Sword and Shield. But it looks terrible and it runs terrible. (laughs) And now you may think like, oh, sometimes they're exaggerating. Like, so it's not that bad. It's fucking so bad. It's so bad. The beginning of this game, dude, I fucking, I can't even fuck, it was insane. Like, I didn't believe it was happening. Like, the game will transition camera angles, and it will hitch literally every time. It will hitch when it fades to black. Nothing is happening. How can the frame rate go down? You're removing things from the screen. It will hitch every fucking time. There is a black fade out oh my god and people were dunking on legends arceus for the graphics this is on a different scale of like how did someone think it was okay to put this out like it's fucking wild because either the anti-aliasing in this game is broken or they turned it off because nothing has a smooth edge Everything looks like it is made of pixels and you can see the hard edges in a way that is crazy. Also, the game is like running at 720p maximum and it also has a dynamic resolution that will lower the resolution when it can't handle it to try to compensate. And it looks fucking awful during that, obviously. I'm sure Digital Foundry's review of this will be insane because it probably goes to like less than 140p in uh certain scenarios but like normally i can be like okay graphics aren't that important to me there is a moment early on where i laughed out loud at how shitty it looked so early on you are supposed to climb this lighthouse so you can get this like really grand view of the open world and like your huge school and the biggest city in the game uh and it's supposed to be like this really cool moment have you ever been to the beach And do you know what like wet sand looks like when you're like drizzling it from your hands to like make a tower? Right. That's what this looked like in the distance. Mm. Like that was the texture of it. It had no texture at all. And I was just like, oh my fucking because it's like in the story it is supposed to be this moment where this kid's like wow it's so pretty and I was just like this is one of the worst looking games I've played in recent memory. Like this is insane how bad this looks well it's got to be pretty jarring like because god of war looks so good god of war looks so good but this looks so bad and it is hitching all the time and like most of the time it's kind of playable but like say uh where i am right now you're in the desert and there's a sandstorm you think that runs really good oh (laughs) it runs at like maybe 15 frames a second at all times and when i say 15 frames a second i'm not like exaggerating like it's like it turns into like a fucking slideshow 
sometimes for no real reason. And then like when you get to that big, the biggest city in the game, bro, what? It, like the characters are stop motion, Matt. Like, you know how in most games, the characters, the further you get away, the less frames they animate. Right. Because it, but like in other games, it happens so far away that it's hiding it. You know what I mean? This, you could be right next to a motherfucker. He's doing three frames of animation. And you're just like, there's no way they don't have the money. Pokemon is the number one grossing entertainment franchise on earth. The number one grossing franchise on earth. I don't think it's a money thing. I genuinely believe it is a talent thing. I, but like, and people are already out there. The defense force is out there and they're like, well, the, you know, the switch is old. Like, (laughs) bitch, I played Xenoblade Chronicles three, two months ago. It is a bigger open world. It looks a trillion times better and it runs fine. Not just that. Like what? But you're typically games get better as the generation goes along because they get more skilled with it. Like how the fuck is this worse than Sword and Shield and Legends Arceus? Forget what? that. They they peaked at Let's Go. Yeah, because then also like think about how even though ILCA made Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, those had wild performance issues as well. Right, I'm just saying. Like, I don't remember the the, the performance issues with their first one of this, like the Switch generation. No, but this so to to like it, this is a fully open world game. Right, like no no joke. Like it is actually fully open world, and so like I will say all that. It looks terrible and it runs terrible. If you cannot put up with frame rates chugging like a motherfucker. You cannot play this game. You literally cannot. And if graphics bother you, you do not purchase this. You know, out of the two of us, you have a bigger issue with frame rate stuff. I know. And so this is where this is where I'll pivot. I love this game. (laughs) (laughs) I think this game fucking rules. And it is because it is what I asked for. I dunked on Sword and Shield nonstop for it. Like, they didn't try, man. Like, they didn't try to do anything new. They didn't try to expand it. They removed features, which don't get me wrong. They removed features from this, too. And, like, this game, while it does look like shit and it does perform like shit, when they say it is an open world, they're not kidding. And I like fully expected them to be like, oh, it's an open world Pokemon game. And like you get there and it's like it's not a true open world within an hour and a half. They literally just say like, all right, dog, get out there. And you're like, what do I do, though? And they're like, I don't know, whatever the fuck you want. And I that blew my mind, because think about like how Pokemon games are usually so heavily tutorialized. And like they really like push you to do certain things. This after they teach you what you can do, they just let you loose and are like, fucking go do it. And I think that's really cool. Um, whereas like a lot of people didn't like Legends Arceus because it was more like a checklist thing where mm. it was like, oh, like you catch the same Pokemon over and over again. Um, did it kind of like feel trying to fill out a checklist? Did it feel more like Pokemon Go in some ways, where it is just like yeah, sort of same Pokemon to like make them more more powerful? Yeah, and then like the you know the battle system wasn't as deep. It didn't have abilities. It didn't have held items really. And then like 
typing mattered way more. So like, even if you were a way lower level, you could still like fuck up a Pokemon with elemental weaknesses and stuff. So like the battle system wasn't as deep. This is a mainline Pokemon game. Like this is the, the abilities that you're used to. This is the move sets that you're used to. This is all that, all of that. And it has a lot of Pokemon in it. And I think the coolest part about this game to me is this is the first time since probably black and white that I have not seen every new Pokemon before the game came out. And so like every time I see a new Pokemon, I'm like, Oh, what the fuck is that? That's so cool. And there have only been two Pokemon where I was like, okay, this shit sucks. Mm. One of them is a brand new Pokemon. And I think it's legitimately one of the worst Pokemon designs they've ever done. And one of the other ones I will, I can spoil because it literally shows up in the intro cutscene. It's the Paldean version of Tauros. It's just Tauros, but color swap to black. Hmm. Is it different at all? So like, that's lame. I, I think that's lame. It's like, oh yes, Taurus, but he's all black. Like that's fucking stupid. I think he's fighting type as well. Does he look like, better as black? Or? He, look, he, look, he looks the same. Just, it, it just So it just kind of looks like a shiny. Yeah. Like it just looks like, oh, is that like a fucked up shiny Tauros? Um, so that that part is I, I those two Pokemon I don't think are very good, but every other one I have seen I think is like peak Pokemon design. Um, some of them are very good. Several dogs, you know, I like dogs. I this morning I saw a dog I had never seen before and I screamed out loud. I said, "Oh my god!" And I I love them and I cherish them. Uh, so I'm very excited about the new Pokemon. Um, other than that, it like. It's an open world game, dude. You climb towers. Mm. Uh, the, doing that doesn't do anything. You can just like see off into the distance. And by see off into the distance, I mean not see anything because the pop in is so obscene. That is it? Is it supposed to be like God of, or not God of War? A Breath of the Wild, where you climb up there and then you look around and then you like put markers and then you go yeah. visit those markers, but it just does not work. Yes. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Perfect. So you just like because because the pop in is so shitty, like, like you can't really see anything. Like blades of grass pop in in front of you, dude. Like it's fucking, it's something. So your recommendation is just be like, I'm just gonna pick a direction and then just go in that direction. Yeah. So like you know there you there's like an hour and a half to two hours if you don't like start exploring like a psycho person like I did mm. immediately trying to catch every Pokemon where like you are given the three paths and the game makes it seem like, Oh, Hey, just do any one of these, but you, you do all three to beat the game. So they talked about it beforehand. There is the just regular league path where you fight all eight gym leaders and then challenge the Pokemon league. Um, there is the, I don't remember what the fuck it's called. You, you have to find the Herba Mystica, which are these mystical herbs for this guy. And you have to fight off these gigantic Titan Pokemon. There's five of them. He marks them all on the map. You go and fight them. You guys then put the herb in sandwiches and eat the sandwiches. <laughs> That's really weird. But he's like, there's a reason he's trying to find these herbs and you've learned that. And I think that story is actually very good. I got to the second of the five of those. And I, I think the plot of that part is going to, are be they pretty good. challenging or would you recommend kind of waiting till a little later? No. So it doesn't, that's the thing is it doesn't scale. Mm. The game doesn't scale. So like certain areas are meant for you to go to first 
And then you could be like me and you're in a normal area where you're at the level and then you like chase one Pokemon too far. You run into another Pokemon and it's like twice your level at level 50 and you're like, uh oh, we're not supposed to be here, are we? Um, But yeah, like so the gym leaders don't scale. Uh, so it's just like they're if you could Breath of the Wild it and go try to find the hardest gym leader, you're just going to get dumpstered because unlike Breath of the Wild, it's not skill based right. and it matters what level your Pokemon are. So that part is kind of lame, but the, the world is very open. Um, and then the third one after the Titans is uh, the villain team, Team Star. This is my least favorite out of the three because you like basically go there. There are five leaders and camps that you have to challenge. You go in there and you're, they throw out like a shitload of Pokemon. You don't truly fight them. You use the new auto battle mechanic to like beat their hordes of Pokemon. And once you beat a certain amount of through auto battling, you fight the leader uh, in an actual battle. And that's more just like, hey, we kind of added five extra gym leaders sort of with those battles. But I, I think the auto battling portion of it is just like a weird addition that doesn't really. So what is the auto battling like what like you- so the auto battling, I think, is an interesting mechanic overall. So they call it Let's Go, which I think is funny. OK. Um, and basically, whichever Pokemon you have as you have as your lead Pokemon, you throw it out and it will just start running around and fighting other Pokemon on its own. Um, and you like don't control it or anything. And can you like call it back Pokemon. and then send out you a can new call one? It back? Yeah. So that's really your only control. Yeah. It's just like sending it out or calling it back. Okay. Uh, and so you get way less experience for that overall. Can you um, auto but- battle like anything? Uh, I don't know if you can do anything. I, like you probably couldn't do gym leaders or Titan things, okay. just like any wild Pokemon. But you can for like wild Pokemon. Yeah, any wild Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so the the real reason you would want to do that, even though you could just like be like kind of lazily leveling up if you don't really want to, even though you get way less experience, is they change the way TMs work again, which is like really for the fucking fourth time in a row. They made it so that they're all one use again. It's not like Sword and Shield where some are infinite use and some are one use. They're all one use, but you can craft them using Monster Hunter-esque Pokemon parts. Okay. (laughs) And so when you defeat a wild Pokemon, you get like their monster part. And so like maybe if you're trying to farm for TMs or whatever, you would send your Pokemon out to auto battle a bunch of fletchings to get a bunch of fletching feathers or whatever. Uh, is it faster like what would be it's it's instantaneous okay so like you don't have to transition to like throwing it out picking the move watching the animation like you throw it out and it basically like they kind of just like go towards each other you can't see it i'm making motions with my hands but they they kind of just like run into each other and one is dead see when you said they run around i was imagining like you're just sitting there like watching them like run around for a minute like an rts battle and you're like well this will eventually will end no, it happens in like one second. Okay. I mean, they are running around like an RTS battle, but it happens like instantaneously, okay. basically. And it just removes a certain amount of health from them if they took a hit oh. in that simulated battle. What was that really shitty mobile and it was on Switch Pokemon game that was uh, Pokemon Rumble? Rumble, yes. <laughs> it is kind of like that, yeah. But faster. 
Yeah, okay. like instantaneous. And so like what that's the part that I have always been a proponent of in Pokemon is like I like it when the world feels like the Pokemon actually live in it. And so like no longer do you find Pokemon in the tall grass like you did in Sword and Shield where it had both ways. Mm. You only find them in the overworld. And like they have them doing like interesting animations, which is ruined by the fact that they like pop in and like fucking disappear sometimes. Uh, but like you'll find like flocks of Pokemon or like schools of fish. Like when you find Fletching, there'll be like six Fletching near each other. And like sometimes there'll be other Pokemon near them if they like are like cohabitate or whatever. And like I think that's cool. And so that's really funny if you send out your Pokemon to auto battle there and it's just like a genocide of that Pokemon. Like they just fucking decimate them. Uh but like that that part is cool. Um it's neat to see the Pokemon like ahead of time. So like it makes it more special when you see something you've never seen before. So you're like, oh fuck. I can see that it's not just like a random encounter. Right. Um, and sometimes there are like rarer spawns where it'll be like, oh, this is like the evolved form of one of the Pokemon in this area. That's at like a slightly higher level. Um, and then the raids make a comeback in this game, the Gigantamax raids, except that they're the Terrastal raids. They are um, the, the like weird mechanic where they wear a hat. And then they can you they can terastalize and put on the hat and then get a new type. They become that type of whatever their terra type is. Um, you can find those in like weird raid dens. Uh, the computer players do not suck total ass in those fights. I have won every one I've done. Oh wow! Hmm. Um, and so that's cool. Most of the time, they're Pokemon you already have, but with new terra types. And that's that's the thing that's kind of weird is because when they use the terra type if it's like a weird one they become that type so it's like it adds like a weird extra layer of strategy i bet competitive battling is gonna be really weird hmm. uh, because in theory the pokemon could change type mid fight and then that would like be another layer of strategy you could cover all 18 types in theory oh yeah so. that would be neat yeah that would be neat so i wonder how that'll play out in that like i'm not really using it that much in the in the main game, the the way the gym leaders do it is really fucking dumb because you know how like normally they're the bug gym leader. They just use all bug Pokemon. This isn't a spoiler because it's the first it's the first one. The first gym is a bug gym, right? Okay. The first two Pokemon bug Pokemon makes sense. Sends out a Teddy Ursa. I'm like, what the fuck? That's normal type. And then it Terra changes into bug type. And I was like, that's fucking that's just stupid. I, I get it because then it's still a bug type, but right. like, that's not a, that's just, I don't know. That's the only gym leader I fought so far. So like, I don't know if they all have one like that, but I was just like, that's kind of lame that like your ace in the whole Pokemon is a fucking one. That's not even your type. Yeah. That's weird. Like, cause like usually it's like whatever the defining like bug type of like the generation of this is. generation is. Yeah. So that's like why it was weird. She had like a bug Pokemon from a different generation. One of the weaker ones from this generation, which there's a lot of cool bug types in this one. So that's why I was like pretty disappointed. And then the final Pokemon was Teddy Ursa. And I'm like, come on, what? Uh so like that that kind of stuff is weird, but yeah, you can um catch those in the raid things and they're super easy to get. So it's not that big a deal. And you could play online if you wanted. Um the only thing that I can't really speak to is the like everything is co-op all the time. Um in theory you should just be able to like drop into someone else's game and like play the game together i have no idea how that works like when you're fighting pokemon or doing anything but 
that is something the game does. So I don't really know. And reviews didn't know because that wasn't turned on yet. Which seems like a major part of the game. So I don't really, I don't know. Huh, yeah. I, I I I will say you are definitely getting me excited for this game in a weird way. Well, so like I even even though it is like so terrible looking and like so fucked up, like and I, I'm I'm just before I was just talking about frame rate, like I'll send out a Pokemon and I'll be able to see through the world. <laughs> like you'll just see like half the world will be nothing. Or like you're walking through a room and just items are blinking in and out of existence because it can't fucking keep rendering them all at the same time. Like it's crazy how bad it performs. But at the end of the uh, day, like I, I still enjoy Pokemon games. I still enjoy and that. that that's why. That's why I think it's cool is because like it is still that formula. Mm-hmm. But now, like you're out in this open world, and as dumb as it is, you are riding around on a fucking Pokemon motorcycle, <laughs> and that's really cool for some reason. And as it eats the herb sandwiches, it gets more power. So now mine can go on water and get a sick turbo boost. <laughs> Eventually, I think it'll be able to fly, and that rules. Uh, and it's just so dumb. And like, there are past forms of old Pokemon in Scarlet and future forms in Violet, and those Pokemon are cool. Uh, so far I've only seen two Paldean forms like I said Tauros and then Wooper was an- announced earlier that was the only Paldean form they showed before launch I assume it evolves into Quagsire Paldean Quagsire but I don't know there are several Pokemon other than Girafferig from previous generations that get evolutions some of them are very very cool and I like that a lot some of the Pokemon I don't know why they picked them but you know sometimes you're just like hey I don't know do that one sure why not uh so like that's cool i think a lot of the new pokemon are very neat and like what i think is cool is i don't know what the other legendaries are other than the box legendaries i have no idea i've never seen them Mm. and that makes me like very excited the team star plot line doesn't seem like it's very exciting the gym leader one is okay the rival they give you she's not a she doesn't hate you like, you know, the original rival. She's more of the like friendly type, but she just is like so horny for battle <laughs> that she wants to fight you all the time. Mm. Um, and so she's fun. She's she's like it seems like a nice person. And like her team is usually pretty cool. And she just wants to fight you all. the How time. How does very, that work? Because so. normally it's like a very linear thing. Oh, it's not linear. Like I, when I got to her, the game was like basically trying to tell me to go to the school to like learn how to play the game. Right. I went, I, there was a weirdly open area. I caught every Pokemon I could. I went to fight her. I was like 10 levels above her and I just dumpstered her. I was kind of wondering if like all of a sudden you're like, oh, she's level 50. And then the next time you see her, she's like level 12. And it's like, this is not well. No. So I I think she um, will come fight you based on how many many gyms you have beaten okay i can't say that for sure though you don't fully understand how that mechanic works yeah i don't i don't fully understand how that works um after that second fight she has only called me to be like whoa sick bruh you got a badge and i was like sure did um you can get wallpapers for your rodom phone or uh, cases you can get sick cases um Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff about it. And like, it's one of those things where I started playing it and I immediately was like, oh, this is giving a very bad first impression because they don't let you run until like a couple minutes in. And I was like, I'm walking so slow in this house and the game is chugging and I'm going to explode. And then as soon as my character just like started automatically running, I was like, okay, 
that's a reasonable speed and I'm fine. And you go faster on the motorcycle. So it's like, whatever. Um, so like, yeah, the, the new mechanics and stuff I think are cool. The way you get TMs, the way you explore the world and like the world is mostly empty, right? Like, it's not like you're not finding like a bunch of treasure. It's like, you're just like going around and there are Pokemon or items at the end of these areas or whatever. And so I think a lot of people are going to find the open world to be like kind of flat and boring. But like, to me, the discovery is like, Oh fuck, there's a cool Pokemon over there. Right. Uh, so like that's what i care about that's my reward whereas like if you're just looking to be like oh this is like a cool scenery it's like nah man it's just like there's some grass over there you're playing the wrong game like exactly but i mean sometimes when you say open world game people have certain expectations of like what the world is going to be but it's a better open world than arceus was i think people are like oh i want it to be breath of the wild but pokemon and like in some ways i probably is but in like... some ways it is that and i like i don't know how it will fare over the length of the entire game but so far i've been having a blast with it even though it like doesn't run well and i i talked to a couple other people who are playing it and said the exact same thing but obviously people online are dunking on it they're taking the most like jank ass twitter videos that only show the worst possible bugs and stuff happening which is what always happens in broken games right but like it's for me so far i have had i've never had it break right i will say that i've never had it crash i know that people in review did i don't know if the day one patch fixed some crashing issues is to make it more stable or whatever but it, it never crashed on me i'll say i'll say that even when it like goes down into the single frames uh but but yeah if you like pokemon and you like finding new pokemon i think you'll get enjoyment out of this whether or not you'll get enjoyment out of it for the whole duration of the game i don't know because like at a certain point maybe it's not as fun to explore the open world i don't know i'm still enjoying it but i also you know i'm only level 27 so so we'll see i've played for like seven ish hours so far so uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, I'm excited to play more of it. I want to see what the rest of the Pokemon are like. I want to know what if there is a post game or if it's like Sword and Shield where there really wasn't one and they're more banking on DLC. Data mines have already happened, and I guess people have already found that there are plans in the code for DLC. So that's that's cool. At least I, the thing that I think a lot of people are going to do is they're seeing that it runs like trash, and they're going to try to wait for patches. The I don't know that anything is going to be fixed in a meaningful way. Like the world is so large and the scale is so big that like a lot of the issues, I think the only way to fix it would be to like make the world smaller and you can't do mm. that. Uh, they might be able to like fix some of the pop in or like, you know, Hey, maybe decrease the fucking sandstorm particle effect that turns this shit into a slideshow we get it we're in a desert it's fine um they they might be able to tone down some of that stuff but i think like the or like clipping through the world should be able to fix that one you know uh just make it so that the camera doesn't go underneath the fucking ground (laughs) uh but like a a lot of the more technical issues i don't think it's possible for them to fix so i would i don't know that i would tell people to like get their hopes up who knows 
maybe game freaks like pulling a sick weekend here and they're going to over the next week, they're going to be able to put out and increase performance a lot. But I, I have zero faith in that. I think it's just going to be like kind of janky and fucked up and people who put the time into it and see the new Pokemon will like it. And some people will just be put off immediately. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not waiting for that. I'm just waiting. Cause I don't want to keep, I just don't want to keep taking out like cartridges switching between bayonet and pokemon so i'm like i'll just no, yeah, one at a time so um, and like yeah, there are there are a bunch of other mechanics i didn't talk about like the way there are picnics and you make sandwiches for your fucking pokemon you get sandwich recipes there's a subway franchise that like some towns have three subways why i, I you know sometimes you don't need that you don't need that many sandwiches sometimes it's like why is there two mcdonald's like a mile away from each other you know? no i get it but it literally in the biggest city there are like five of the subway shop mm-hmm. and i was like okay you did not need to copy and paste this fucking <laughs> shop that many times for this city like it's fine um so like that that kind of stuff i think is funny actually but it's just like wow subway really expand i can't think of what the fuck it's called either so i'm just gonna keep calling it subway but yeah and you can like you know the same way you could do before you can like pet your pokemon you can give them a sweet bath now i don't know and it's just to build friendship i assume right just to build friendship yeah the sandwiches though you have to like build them in this weird mini game thing i put three pieces of cheese on some bread earlier and my Pokemon loved it. Oh, man. See, I mean, you're cooking like you do in real life. <laughs> Just like real life. And the sandwiches also will give different bonuses, like certain types of Pokemon will gain more experience or drop more items or whatever i don't know it's just one of those weird things where like they actually did try to change up the formula they tried to make it something different and i i have to give them credit for that even though it's wicked fucked up like i would rather play a kind of fucked up version of a game where they try to do something new than play a perfectly fine thing where it's just the exact same fucking thing again well so you know that's not going to happen with uh pokemon anyway you know it's going to be fucked up so you, oh, it's going to be fucked up somehow, yeah. So you might as well like have something more ambitious. Um, but I will yeah. say, at least with Sword and Shield, like this game doesn't happen without Sword and Shield because they did. Learn... No, it doesn't because the wild area yes. did like was the the beginning of this idea, and it you, it really does like it is expanded. The Pokemon aren't as stiff with their animations out in the open world. I mean. Sometimes we're pretty stiff because of the frame rate, but... But, I mean, even, like, the DLC, they were able to keep working on it, and then, like, they were able to get to this point. So maybe maybe they take what they've learned here, and, like, maybe it'll get better with the next game. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope so. I Or even, like, if they can make the dlc better right you know like just add another new area or two or whatever and maybe it'll just get better with that dlc area because it won't be as big as the main game oh before i before we close the podcast i have to talk about my favorite thing in the game okay the pokedex is so cool like when you get a new pokemon when you catch it the pokedex entry is like a national geographic cover that like has like the Pokemon doing some like weird candid shit and they're all so cool. And I love them all. It's just like looking through like magazine covers and they're all so neat. I like them a lot. It's just like, it looks like extra effort that they put into making the Pokedex this time. So that's pretty cool. My guess is like one person was like, I got an idea for Pokedexes. 
Yeah, and it's it's very cool. I like I like the way it looks. Oh, oh, sorry. This will be my last thing. They fucking saved the best feature from Arceus. You don't have to do anything to remember moves. You can just go to the fucking menu, look at the Pokemon's moves, and have them relearn any move they have learned before ever. And swap them out anytime you want. No, I, I want to go catch like a bunch of love discs, please. No, I, you can't. And it even they even took it one step further, and if you taught them a TM and made them forget it, they can just remember the move. I don't even think that's possible. Oh, it's so good. It just makes me so happy. And there's no more computers. You just get to access the box from anywhere like you could in Legends Arceus. And that's the best quality. Those are the two best quality of life things I could have possibly asked for. Thank you. Thank you. No, but that is finally, finally. I know. Fucking thank God. Um, But yeah, that's what I got. I really like it. Who knows? Maybe next week I'll come back and be like, I hate it now. You're but gonna, I doubt it. It seems very good. You're gonna be like, that's fine. Yeah, I still love the Pokemon. I do. I do. I, the Pokemon will forever be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I, I. Before we end, I will say my favorite thing about this is the new narrative of a lot of people being like, just like praising Sword and Shield, like that was like some godsend, and this is some piece of crap. It happens every time with Pokemon, where like the I will game, never <laughs> praise Sword and Shield. I know, never. I know, but you, I've been seeing comments online. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Every Pokemon game, the previous I, one was literally. I I saw a fucking meme mm-hmm. that compared it to Red and Blue, uh-huh. like they were somehow better than this game, and I was like, man. Come on. You couldn't even run. You literally couldn't run. You literally couldn't run. <laughs> How about that? Was that on your dumbass checklist? Uh, you couldn't run, let alone ride a motorcycle mm-hmm. with jets. Okay. So fucking thing about that. Oh man. I don't know. I really like them. Pokemon. But w- Pokemon is yeah. always fun. Pokemon is fun. Uh, but with that, mm-hmm. we'll call it an episode. As always, the theme song is Thing Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>